Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a satisfactory podcast about movies. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. I'm recording today from Detroit, Michigan, right on the um, bottom of the thumb of the mitten. Um, I'm just wrapping up the Motor City Comedy Festival, named after the one thing I knew about Detroit going in. Um, And new thing I learned is you can throw a rock and hit Canada. I didn't know that before. I mean, wait, from where? From Detroit? From Detroit. Because you can always... Okay, it just... You have to be good at throwing. You have to be pretty good at throwing. It's a big river, but still, it's like right there. Um, also, okay, because you, Detroit... you can always throw a rock and hit Canada. You just have to be better at throwing from some places. Oh, I don't... I'm not going to argue with that. Um, uh, I also learned that Detroit pizza is totally better than Chicago pizza, even though they're way quieter about it. So, good argue Detroit. That, oh. Is that like a gimmick? Is it like not as thick crust? This is... It is actually like it's pretty. It's like square Chicago pizza, but it's uh, I don't know. It's not served with pliers like Chicago pizza is. Wow, it was good. Uh, it was I'm really good. I didn't even know pizza. this is a thing, man. I know. That's they're what I'm really, saying. They're, they're so really... quiet about it. Some parlors will apply melted butter to with a soft brush uh, prior to baking. Good for them. Yes, and so it, it, like that there's a caramelized Chicago crust. Too, I will say, you just got to go okay. to the right place. Go to Pequot. Yes. You see, after oh. Ted Nugent and ICP, Detroit was just tired of bragging about the good things their city produces. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they like, hey, we, we can't have the best uh, pizza, Ted Nugent and ICP. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you, you didn't know this, but the ICP actually stands for... Um, Insane Cloud Pizza? Better than <laughs> pizza. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get one more in there, but yeah, it's St. Clown Pizza. That's, Go for the, the low-hanging fruit, baby. <laughs> solid. Anyway, uh, so that's me. I'm joined today with an amazing panel. Uh, first up in Northern California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. Alex, if you want to encourage Ezra to relive his youth, turn to page three. If you want Ezra to give in to his cynicism, turn to page mm. bullshit. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing that uh, the first one is for unicorn and the second one was for ants. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot more time on Unicorn. Yeah, I the Unicorn was delightful, and the ants made me so angry. Um, also joining us in uh, Portland, Oregon, is um, Mr. Anthony Lopez. Speaking of the ants book, uh, I just wanted to take a moment, and before I even make a joke, can we just give them a few better suggestions for a villain name than Evil Power Master? I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, I no mean, bad almost ideas. anything. His role was not in doubt. Yeah. To be to be fair, we knew. His yeah, title. exactly. <laughs> we did. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I just, it was on brand. <laughs> what I liked actually was that his associate, like his assistant, his trainee, was called like semi evil power yeah, master. Uh... Oh, let me tell you something. I didn't even get that far. I immediately <laughs> successfully navigated that book with like three choices, what? and I was like, "Great, I hate this. I'm not reading it again." And then I spent an hour and a half running all of the unicorn one. <laughs> That is not entirely dissimilar to my experience. Um, <laughs> Anthony, do you want to have an, a joke no, now or just, just want to be I just like master? that name. It stuck with me quite a bit. I was going to do yeah. something kind of like Ezra cool. did, but I I think we should do that, but with timestamps. Like, if you want to hear me make a joke, jump oh, to 22 jump to- <laughs> minutes. Uh, and I'm re- <laughs> and then, yeah, Man, that trying like to really hit post. those looks. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, and also joining us running on the panel today, she's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter, uh, one of the co-hosts of the KFAB podcast, mm-hmm. K-A-Y-F-A-B, uh, in uh, Los Angeles. Please welcome back Sarah Hathaway. It's called The Rainbow of Tears. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what a gnarly I spell got, Rainbow of Tears my is. My God, I got deep into the unicorn one. We're going to talk about it, but like <laughs> obsessed. I'm going to keep that book. The ants one, who knows where it will go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is episode number 460 of the podcast. Wow. You've not as many episodes. I know. I know. <laughs> That's Keeps exactly on right. Going up. I don't know how we do it. We have now done go down many... next week, though. <laughs> Actually, you know, I did just realize that 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 July was our nine-year anniversary. We've never really celebrated year anniversaries. We celebrate hundred episodes, which is like a bi anniversary. But anyway, we just didn't finish nine years. Holy cow! That's what, so uh, crazy. If, if it's a marriage, what would we get? Uh, oh, the first ten uh, are all really funny, practical things because they assume you weren't living together. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, so it what? Looks like we get. Uh, uh, do we get pot? It's pottery, leather. So one thing that just I, I noticed when I looked this up before is that there are multiple lists, uh, and it turns out there's yeah. no one authoritative. Uh, it turns out this okay, is just yeah. kind so of a we, thing people made up. We could do pottery, willow, leather, or something with like an amethyst on it. Oh, willow. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you I want like a willow tree. I think this is the Willow Smith anniversary, you guys. I think we should all just listen to a lot of Willow. We should whip our hair back and forth and enjoy our nine years. Can all we right. just watch the movie Willow instead? Yeah. Ooh, that would have been a good nine-year anniversary. anniversary. We could also watch one yeah. a movie featuring leather. Ooh, Texas. Uh, Fifty Shades Freed. Uh, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre 2. Uh, you guys have different <laughs> brains that that's where you guys went. Yep. Um, anyway, so the 460 of the show, we've not done as many episodes as the number of dead whales that Hori Parada of New Zealand has helped turn into art. I was really worried when you started that sentence, and I, I'm happier with how <laughs> yeah. it ended. Yeah, let me, let me, let me explain. So uh, when whale carcasses wash up on the shore in New Zealand, um, uh, Hori and his team of helpers remove, uh, remove it, uh, clean it, and then they provide the bones and teeth to local uh, native tribes, and they turn them into um, artwork. And it's really uh, important because whales can be whale carcasses can be super dangerous. They they smell. They have ba- a lot of bacteria that can, on their skin that can be toxic to humans. And as Anthony and I know very well, and hopefully uh, as I'm sure you guys have heard oh. of this, but uh, blowing up the whale is not the best answer. Oh no, it's bad. Also, they do rupture on their own. So they will, yeah, that's true. They oh, will so yeah, time without time humans. is its own dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> but there is this. Uh, if you guys haven't, if you, the listeners at home have not seen this, I highly recommend you uh, look up the video of the one time in the seventies when the Oregon coast uh, authorities decided to blow up a whale carcass to solve the problem, and it turns out that just makes large chunks of whale fall the on people. Very famous whale explosion. This is. Whale explosion! It is a is an Oregon legend. Uh, real thing. Good video too. Um, anyway, speaking of things where you can make lots of choices and many of them are bad, this week we're talking about choose your own adventure, the book series from the eighties and nineties, where the reader makes the decisions on how the story will go. Uh, we're doing this because it was sponsored by Jake Monazingo from Shoreline, uh, and Jake says we all grew up loving these books, and now it's time to see if they hold up. Please read two of the original series. And tell us if they are as good as we all hope they are. <gasps> These are original ones? 
yes, that was, I think, book three and book ten of the series. Oh. Unicorn was three and Ants was ten. Wow. Well, here's the thing. Un- Unicorn uh, doesn't seem like it was written by the dude. It was written by... Uh, no, so there... Lerm- I think there's one guy wrote the first one, maybe the first two, and then, um, like, uh, Scholastic, they farmed out other authors to his... Mm. Like, he... I, I can't remember if he said he helped he helped with some of the plot design or the or the tr- decision trees or whatever, but yeah, they're not all written by him. Okay, but Ants is the original guy. You say I believe that it looks like it. Yeah, it's, it says it, well, he gets the he like it says R. A. Montgomery on that one, and it says Deborah Lerm uh, Goodman on the other one. So well, Deborah, turns out better. you are better than Mr. Montgomery at writing books. Yeah, Deborah's not afraid to confront the real societal issues, like how lepers were driven out of villages in 15th century Flanders. <laughs> Finally, someone is talking about that injustice. Uh, whereas this ant guy is really just ready to confront the fact that ants farm aphids and that we don't talk about that. Is that what happened in that book? That's, there is. That's one of the things that happened. <laughs> one of the things that happened, and it's one of the only things that I was like, "Oh, that's intriguing." Um, is that he talked about the fact that ants keep aphids as pets slash livestock, which is totally true. Well, wow. Huh. There, there's a, a, a these leaf cutter ants that, and they like they capture aphids and they won't let them escape, and they feed them leaves and then take the milk from the aphids. Huh. And so when people say that humans are the only animals that drink milk, they're wrong. Because uh, <laughs> ants do it to aphids. How weird. Well, Isn't that crazy? Huh. I'm glad you learned something from that book. Again, can't stress enough. No, did not care for no. it. Ar- already knew that. Oh. Uh, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this was a... Thanks, Jake, for sponsoring. This is a real interesting one. If you guys want to choose our own adventure, you can vote on upcoming topics by going to readdistribute.com slash meat buddies, becoming a meat buddy. Um, we're just gearing up to vote for the Rocktober movies, followed by Dr. November. So we have two months where listeners are going to choose first uh, some movies featuring The Rock and then some James Bond movies. Oh, my so God. That's a... Can I petition to be in that month because I'm obsessed with James Bond? Are you? Do you have a favorite? I own the whole fancy 50th anniversary Blu-ray collection. Why are you obsessed with James Bond? That's so surprising. Because my dad really liked them when I was a kid. Uh... And uh, I it was like a, a cool thing for me to bond with my dad over. But I've read a ton of the books and I have all the movies. and Successfully bonded. Wait, wait, wait Sarah. Do you have the original Casino Royale? The Peter Sellers one? No, because that's not really based on the book. <laughs> okay, it is James Bond, though. And, and, and in fact, a yes, lot of James multiple. Bonds, if I remember. You get, like... Woody Allen. Yeah, well, like more G- than you need. Peter yes. Sellers. Uh, we're definitely... You know, the dream team of Bonds. I, we're definitely going to watch a couple of... Uh, we'll watch some good ones, but I do want to watch a couple of the weird ones, too. Uh, obvious, well, I mean, Moonraker's the easy weird one, but I feel we like already you guys... Do, yeah, we watch Moonraker separately. You should watch Octopussy. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm guessing that'll get some votes because hey, it's got Sarah, that in the name. Quick aside. It's good. Uh, it's the clown one. <laughs> uh, quick aside. Uh, with the news that happened yesterday, what do you think the odds of uh, Kerry Fukunaga, director James Bond, coming out two years from now is? What What do I think the odds that it's going to happen to? Yeah, years I, from now? I I think that director's going to leave also the project very soon. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's going to drag on long enough where Daniel Craig will finally be like, you know what? I really don't need these extra billion dollars. 
It's weird because it's not like every time a movie comes out, Daniel Craig says I'd rather die than do another James Bond movie, and then two years later, it's like, well, they they offered me a billion dollars. Money at him, yeah, he's ready to be done with it. I think by the time it finally comes, it will have another director and another. Yeah, I. And it will probably be closer to five years. Yeah, I think probably too. Did you know that Daniel Craig, if he does make this movie, like as of like last year, passed the longest James Bond. He passed Roger Moore's twelve years. He's now at 15 years of playing James Bond. It's so fewer movies, movies, right? Much fewer movies. But 15 years. Okay, well, this is all really good, you guys, but let's save it for (laughs) Dr. November. I don't want to talk about the (laughs) ants. Okay, okay. So so one thing, though, that... uh, So our sponsor, Jake, asked us... um, uh, we, we always accept any reasonable request and most unreasonable ones. And one of the reasonable requests from Jake was... Um, that he misses the compliment sandwich. He's been sad about the tostada situation, and uh, he uh, would like a brief return to the sandwich because he thinks it's it's uh, feels more complete. So we're going to do compliment sandwiches. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a major compliment at the top um, for unicorn. We'll do a minor compliment at the bottom for ants. So let me start by giving you just the very basic outline of the beginning of Unicorn, and then we'll do our compliments. So, you are a smart young girl in the Middle Ages-esque town, and uh, but with some slight modifications. Um, your well has been poisoned, and everybody's going to die. None of the adults... Wait, I didn't think I had a gender. Oh. You never, ha- you never have a gender. Because it's you. Oh. It's, you know, it's supposed to be identifiable to everyone. Yeah, well, really I played as a girl. You brought a lot of yourself cool. to this role here. I like it. <laughs> Okay, sorry, sorry. Let me try that again. You are exactly yourself, whatever age and gender that you are. Um, you're in the Middle Ages town, uh, and uh, your well has been poisoned, and everyone's going to die, and none of the adults are doing anything about it at all. So it's up to you to As save, per the, usual. save them. Yeah, jeez. Well, adults. your whole village um, is completely so you illiterate, your best... which they bring up in one random passage of that book. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, that just is weird. For no reason, it's just like every no one in that village can read or write except you somehow. Well, it was one of the period accuracy. Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah. Well, so uh, you are in charge of saving the the world, and you decide that the only reasonable solution is to find a unicorn because it turns out unicorn horns have magic properties such as depoisoning wells. This is true. I so, don't know why you're being so scornful about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's not true. Just maybe like there are other solutions. Like uh, they were illiterate. Yeah. What do you want from them? Reverse hey, osmosis. Hey, Alex, let me ask you a question. Uh, you think it's a coincidence that bre- right. like a uh, water filter slightly look like unicorn horns? I rest my case. <laughs> Every one of them has yeah, just, just got a, a little tiny, bit of unicorn horn powder in the middle. Bit. And that's yeah. how my tap well, water is. Well, I mean, less me. and less because due to poaching, unicorns are extremely rare. I mean, you know, it's like those horns make a lot of money on the black market. They actually... I mean, there was a poaching yeah. storyline in this book. You could yeah. poach the unicorn I mean, horn. it's really fucked up when you have to, like, that choose that one choice when you have to go and collect all those poached unicorn horns and just burn them so no one can have them. It's a real waste. It's <laughs> really tragic. That's the yeah. darkest timeline in the story. Um, no, there's one storyline was like it was like a poacher had taken the horn. Not a poacher. He was an orc or whatever. A warlock. An ogre. 
a warlock takes the horn, and you can either go after the horn or the unicorn, and that's when it really, you know, the rubber hits the road. Did you actually care about this unicorn, or did you just want its horn? Damn, you gotta it's go really after nice. that I unicorn. I did not get that. The best, the best possible outcome of that book is the one where you get the baby unicorn, and it becomes your friend for life. Uh, no, 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 I disagree. I got turned into a unicorn, <laughs> oh, that and that was, was also too. cool. <laughs> When you get turned into a unicorn and you're like, I can't talk, so I can't turn back. Oh, oh no, no, no there's a bird. Talk. That's my. F- she can no, talk. No, there was an outcome where you, you turn into a bird, and then your witch friend, who kill gets killed, and so you never get to turn back from the bird. And then you just are a you bird. Get lady hawked. I liked that outcome. It was a sad one, but. You get lady hawked. You what? In one of the versions. So is that? It's an old movie. Is yeah, that what that is? Do a bird by like Howard. Oh, well, yeah, right. Lady Hawk. Uh, that's a great point. reference. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I knew it. I'll get it next uh, time. Yeah, just it's one of those classics like you explain the reference and then we acknowledge oh, yeah. the skill. I just Yeah. It's not the same as laughing, Perfect. but it's good. So um <laughs> anyway, so you, you get to decide uh on how you're gonna approach this. The main de- the, the, the book starts with a main decision. Oh actually no, first you want to find the unicorn, so you go to your uh you have like a, a magical friend. Um, yeah, a witch friend. as we all do. And your witch friend mm-hmm. gives you an amulet and a riddle. And then you listen to the riddle and you're like, I can either go to the leper colony or to the graveyard. And then you're off. So uh, that's the basic structure of uh, the magic of the unicorn. Ezra, what's your major compliment for this book? Um, I always wanted to know if I'd be happy as a, as a unicorn. And I think I, I think I would be. So, Do you? I mean, you have to leave your family behind, right? Uh, no, I come back to the. No, I come back to the village, and and the, my, my my old witch friend's like, "Is that you?" And I'm like, "It is." Let's go fix that water, and then I'm and then I'm, I'm and back. The character, I'm back, baby. I'm just a unicorn. The character is an orphan anyway, and it's implied several times is like a bit of an outcast. So I read that as a happy ending. That, yeah, and that oh, was I was an outcast before I checked out the leper colony. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that does not help your standing in society, though, when you're, like, really talks to lepers. Um, it would be weird if you were, like, in your real life now, if you came back and you're like, guys, I'm a unicorn, isn't this dope? And they were like, yeah, kind of. Well, I wish okay, you had hands. Uh, a magic horn, like, this feels like the powers of the unicorn are really deeply vague. I'm pretty sure I could do most things I want to do. That's true. There's a, a wide variety of possibilities there. I'm just... I just yeah. don't think you'd be able to make love to your wife. Um, well, that's problematic. But I'll get her turned into a unicorn. Also, everyone's oh. a unicorn from now on. That's what the, that's the horn. Horn will just. <laughs> all right, so I'm like, it's like a zombie type thing, but with unicorns. <laughs> you just keep so, unicorning the whole village. Everyone that I touch with my horn gets turned into a unicorn, and then wow. uh, unicorns all the way down, baby. You're uh, the king Midas of unicorns. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, that's that'd be if he was gold, also. <laughs> well, if he touched himself at some point. <laughs> I bet he would. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is that not a story just about a man with a golden penis, right? <laughs> All right. So, Sarah, uh, with that, what's your your major compliment for The Magic of the Unicorn? I thought the choices presented in that one were genuinely compelling. Like, for a lot of Choose Your Own Adventures, when I read them as a kid, I remember being like, obviously, this is the only right choice in there. But there were, yeah. I thought there was a good variety of choices and that some of them were more morally based and some of them were like, okay, so you have this riddle, like, what do you think the riddle means? So that, like, also challenged yeah. your detective skills. 
I feel like in, in general, like this book to me was proof that the concept holds up. Like it really did feel like you were being asked to be invested in the story in the way, which is, you know, a great way to trick kids into reading. As opposed to the ant book, which was uh, a bunch of garbage, and there the decisions were like sometimes one was clearly good, and then you die, and yeah. then a clearly stupid decision would work out for no good reason. Yeah, it was just random. It was, I mean, basically, it's like, hey, sometimes the world is fair, and you get unicorns. Sometimes the world is unfair, and and ant people. <laughs> That's really what it felt like. It was like the lesson here is like, don't bother trying to figure out these choices by logic. Just go with your gut. It does That's not fucking matter. life, Alex. Yeah. Which is a fair lesson. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, um, I, I was my, gonna say my biggest problem with ahead, the Andy. ant book was that some of the choices or dead ends, like I didn't feel this way with the unicorn one, but with the ant one, some of the like dead ends, uh, I felt were actually just good launching points for more interesting stories. There's there's one ending yeah. in the ant book when you get shrunken down to the size of an ant and become like an ant slave, and it's like. That's a good premise for yeah. a story. That story's just beginning. You know, I want to <laughs> see the story of how you yeah, get yeah, out yeah. of that predicament. I don't... I mean, I think that's actually the start of many of the stories of that book. But yeah, definitely, there's a bunch of times where they're just like, and then you're off to find the Ant King. The end. Like, wait, what? How is that the end of that? You lazy. Uh, yeah, gotta, gotta <laughs> find a sequel. Yeah, so uh, my ma- my major compliment is I forgot how dark some of the endings can be, and I really liked that. Like, the first thing that happened to me is uh, my first series of choices, I was going with my gut, and I ended up uh, climbing up the steeple of a church, ringing a bell ah. so the whole town gathered around, and then falling to my death in front of everybody, <laughs> and... So it was not only dying, I, like, died embarrassingly right away. And uh, I thought, I was like, holy shit, this book. Um, I, I wish we had played one ending only kind of for this. Where it, like Just, like, to raise the stakes of it. Where, like, you can't go back. Like Yeah. I mean, I tried to do that one time just to see what it was like. And then I was like, I have to know all the stories for the show. And with ants, I like read a couple choices, then kind of like f- skimmed some stuff. I thought it would also be funny to try to read one book just cover to cover and see what happened. I did that once by mm. mistake like, when I was in like third grade, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, how far could you like? How much would you actually know of the story if you just read the pages very, in order? Very, very little. Um, I, I, I'd be curious as an adult, though. I bet you could know some of it. Um, yeah, your brain can like reorganize it. But it, so, so you you t- took turning into unicorn forever as one of the happy endings, which is fine. Um, I mentioned the bird one, um, but that also like there's one where you burn to death. There's one where you sleep for 500 years and you wake up and don't recognize anybody. Um, there's one where you fall into a well and no one hears you scream. Um, there's one where you die, but you cause the rains anyway, so you like kind of there's, help the village. There's one where you um, die in prison. There's one. Yeah, where oh, you, you die in jail. And the line out of, when you, uh, of prison yeah. with the unicorn. There's, there's in the the one where you die in prison. It's the last line of that story is your only visitor <laughs> is death. Yeah. Yeah. That was metal as fuck. Oh. <laughs> My favorite ending of the unicorn book though was one where you like ride a unicorn into space and then you suffocate. Oh yeah, that was just a regular horse. Oh yeah. Oh, you just ride a yeah, horse. A into horse space. that happened to fly. Well, I mean, a flying horse. Yeah, you. Ride, sorry, my, my 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 mistake. You ride a flying horse into space, and then you They're die because there's Pegasus, no air. Right, and that was also pretty metal. 
Uh, not if they don't have wings. But, oh, so it's a flying horse sandwich. Okay, here was... we go. Yeah, it's just a horse yeah. that the lady thought ha- hadn't had any magical powers, and then your character gets on it and starts flying, and she's like, oh, dang! <laughs> <laughs> that horse is magical! Yeah. Uh, to me, the most um, let-down <laughs> ending, because, like, I expect death in these books. The most let-down ending is the one where you just find the princess, and the princess is like, I have money. Money will solve this. <laughs> oh, no, that's not the biggest letdown to me. That one was a letdown, but the biggest letdown is the one where it turns out the amulet you were given in page two could just be tossed into the water and it solves the problem. Yeah. That was like, wait, we did all of this for goddamn nothing? My witch friend told give me a riddle and didn't just mention, oh, by the way, this necklace will save Again, everybody she was instantly? could not read the instructions that came with the amulet. Okay, but the first thing I would have done if it had given me the option is dip the amulet in the water and see what happens. Is that how you solve your problems? You just take the thing you have and shove it in the D- Dip it in the water. Yeah. That is how I solve my problems is magical amulets 90% of the time. <laughs> Uh, but you're right. The the one where you, the princess is just rich was very funny. I enjoyed it. You said let down. I thought that one was rad. That was another like how the world works. <laughs> like, if you're nice, if, how many people like are like they have good lives because they were nice to a rich person one time? It's true. Um, or, Anthony, um, or sometimes like a uh, nice to like a uh, was it nice to like a a, a lion that one time? That's a, that's if you're like a mouse. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, that helps. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I've been going around trying to do micro hand surgery on lions, and it has not paid off <laughs> yet. <laughs> I don't know if it was a mouse like thing or if it's just the way I'm no, doing it. Anyway, Anthony, you're, uh, what's your about major problem? The lion thing you, you have to wait till they you're in trouble one day, and all the lions you helped come and save you simultaneously. That's your payoff, you know. <laughs> oh. It's one of those throwbacks. Yeah, you're right. I've been just like. Yeah, I guess I have been like hoping I would get like yeah. casual help, but you're right. I have yeah, to exactly. Wait till I'm it's really in trouble. Chekhov's lions, you, really need it. you know, you can't, you can't. Sort of like, <laughs> or how like no one in in It's a Wonderful Life, no one bothered to help George during his fall. They yeah. waited until he hit rock bottom to yeah, pitch in. Yeah, this is how it goes. Uh, major <laughs> all right, comments, Anthony, major so, comment uh, about the unicorn book. I, you all were talking about uh, the endings you liked or didn't like. There was this one ending. Uh, that I loved, uh, which was there's a series of paths in the unicorn book when you just kind of abandon your adventure and get into a weed. Yes. Uh, yeah. It turns and, out you find your true and, passion and is one art. One of the options is you cannot <laughs> go back to your village and just live there the rest of your life yeah. and find out that, yeah, everyone was okay at the end. And I just. Here's the thing. I honestly think that's like an Oscar award winning movie. Like, seriously, imagine like a movie with this premise that has like a magical, uh, fantastical setup and adventure. And then very quickly life happens and someone just has to settle in. And it's like a metaphor for growing up into adulthood and leaving childish things behind. Uh, And I just, Uh I was just like reading this and I was like, this is good. I'd watch this movie if, like, it really just swerved into realism, but, like, you coming to okay terms with that would be, like, that'd be a cool, like, fantasy movie swerve. Uh, 
I also liked I, it because it was I the think, not unicorn one where they were like, it turns out the other way to purify a well is to make a magical rug make a water and throw filter, it in the water. It turns out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that is actually, that is the fun thing about these books I'm realizing now where it's like, obviously they're fantastical, but they're just like, at any point, reality can come crashing in and yeah. have fun and surprising ways. Uh, totally. When done well, I absolutely. I really that's an liked that story. When done poorly, you're just yeah. always with the ants. Oh, I mean, sometimes there's. I, I don't like, I think the reality is fun. There are certain things when it's like, do you want to like hide from this griffin or go confront it? And you just immediately die. And it's like, well, if that. I had more of a plan in confronting it than go and just get killed, right? <laughs> like, there's, when there's not enough, like. I don't know. Have a little bit more follow through. Like, there was one of the, the the warlock too, where it's like, do you want to just rush him? And I was like, well, maybe. Let's try that. And you rush him, and then he kills you, and you're like, well, okay, sure. But what if yeah, I had exactly. rushed him better? Like, like there should be those more. Like, do you want to confront, like, rush the wizard or rush him like an asshole? Like, what do you want to do? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. that was not going to go well. I knew that. Um, uh, so also, some things work that I thought really shouldn't. So, like, you go into the church and you climb through the basement uh, full of spiders. And you're like, if you take a right turn, you get killed by spiders. But if you go straight, you just find a magical stream. And then you just keep bringing buckets of water up and people live out of the church water. And that should not have worked mm, if there was water if there was just a magic stream under the church they should have figured that out ages ago yeah through like the the mold growing in the church <laughs> exactly yeah some really healthy mold <laughs> they also also just like the giant spider that lives under the church uh like guarding the magic river like it's, i was just like this shouldn't i should not be able to survive going into this basement full of spiders <laughs> yeah this is kind of fun that it worked, even though it shouldn't have. Um, also, there was a magic cup in the church. It turns out there was two sources of infinite water in the church. Yeah, no one looked. That, wow. Then no one bothered looking around. The village is well, dying, Reverend. Hang on, in church guys. But the Reverend's really? already like, there. It's his place. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing. I mean, like I, I lived in San Francisco for several years, and like I did not go to Alcatraz. Unless someone came to visit me, you know? It's just like that. <laughs> oh, so he never goes to his spider basement unless a friend is visiting? Yeah, why would you? It's always there. It's like, it's like oh, it's like, hey, guys, you have any cool things? It's like, well, I guess I have the spider basement well, we can tour. It's like, all right. Also, I think that in a world of, like, magic and coast drinking water, maybe you're a little, yeah, I don't know, uh, <laughs> indignant and spiteful towards a god who's clearly abandoned you. <laughs> you know, like yeah. maybe there's just a, yeah, a loss into- of lack of faith. No one knows how to read. Everyone's dying all young. There's no water. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's a ton of lepers. Maybe, yeah, only two. Yeah, maybe. There's only two. Okay. It was a small What's leper more? village. Yeah. I was expecting more. Alex, they, they must be lonely. They didn't. Just a, yeah, they didn't a leper stop believing system. in God. God stopped believing in them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hmm. Um, what was your guys' first path? Do you remember? In the unicorn one? Well, I uh, knew I was going to yeah. run the whole book, so I just started at the first one and followed all of those and then, like, worked my way through. But do I, you remember the first ending think, you came to? Uh, well, I did. So I did the lepers first. So I did. You did? So, yeah, because, yeah. Me too. I, I went to the yeah. lepers what? first, and then 
I God, you guys must you are like actually pulling thorns out of spider paws. And and I, that's your real I life. I went to the forest because duh. Um, no, and then sure, I followed yeah. the hoof prints and ran after the unicorn that's horn had been mutilated. Then I was like, fuck yeah. that guy, I'm gonna go find the warlock. Yeah. And then I got turned into a tree by the wood witch. <laughs> that was the first ending. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's one of the dark ones. Just choice A all the way through. That's the first ending. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where you're just like, you're still alive, but you're in a tree and you can't move or talk. Yeah, you're a tree person that sometimes screams and it sounds like the wind. How dark is that? <laughs> so metal. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. Because I didn't remember from youth, I remember like joking about like, oh, you just turn the page and you die. I didn't remember it was this dark. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, it was path? the Griffin death. Um, that was. I've, oh, you, I mean, where you fought fight's him? Fight's a strong word. It's more like, like I said, <laughs> the character kind of walked over to the Griffin with no plan and just got kind of violently ripped to shreds. So I was fairly surprised by like how, uh, just out of nowhere that death was. But also, do you? I yeah. had a question. So, when when all of you when you come across like deaths, do you sit and read the entire page for that? Because I look at deaths like uh, like a like as soon as you see the well, end, like, you just I kind of skim it, but like a death animation in a video game. Like I'm just hitting start to reload essentially. Like I'll watch the death animation, but I'm like, okay, this is a game over. Um, well, but some of the game overs were wins, and that was actually something that was kind of odd to me. Was like what. Like it, there isn't one yeah. out. There's a million ways to succeed. Or twenty-eight or different endings. But um, yeah, and probably like half of those are happy, maybe. But so sometimes it was just like, like the magic cup. Like I was in the church, and I was like, surely at some point I'm gonna meet a goddamn unicorn. It's on the cover, and then it turns out you just find the source of water, and everybody's fine. And then, but it's just like a very short game over screen. That's like, oh, and then you found the water. Everything's great. Yeah. Yeah, and some of the ones in the ant ones were also unsatisfyingly good, where it would just be like, "And now you're off on a new adventure." The end. Yeah, I mean, so man, that ant one. <laughs> All right, sorry, we keep teasing it. We'll talk about how bad the ant book is in a second. Um, Ezra, what was your first ending? Okay, I just had to like retrace it. I think I remember now. So I, <laughs> I hung out with lepers. I got banished. Uh, I went into the. Uh, like I, I, I hitched a ride uh, to the, I guess the city uh, on this uh, wagon. Oh yeah, your friend shows up in a wagon. For, yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I waited for a, uh, I waited for this duchess uh, who was supposed to have a. Um, oh, uh, this, like the horn. Yeah, did you like sneak into her house and steal her unicorn horn? Yeah. Well, no. So I waited for a while and I asked for it and she didn't give it to me and then I stole it. Uh-huh. Um, and then I like uh, escaped and then I met like I guess a. Uh, Sort of like a this like the traveler magician person I guess yeah. uh, merchant uh, who wanted to trade me uh, magic opals for it. Yes, did, did um, you do it? I did. Oh, that, oh, that seems like a crazy like, deal. That was like a Deathly Hallows type ending, where it was like really <laughs> philosophical. Yeah, totally. Because like the the uh, opals well, like I, give you three wishes or something, right? Yeah, and that was yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, like, so I, I wish my dead parents were alive. 
Yeah. yeah so so I, I, I purified the water, <laughs> wished her dead parents to come like be alive, and then I was like, I hope they can let me come home because I'm still a leper. Right. Like, banishment thing. Yeah. That and, was uh, quite an ending. And, and then, also, I was sure that you should not trade him for, like, that felt like a magic bean sort of thing. It was going to be like, no, 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 these are uh, magic opals. Give me that unicorn yeah. horn and I'll give you three opals. I, it did, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of trust the morality a little bit of it. Uh, also, I, I, I don't 100% remember if I did trade right the first time or not. Because I, I might have just actually like you know, flown off on that horse yeah, yeah. or not. Uh, I mean, my biggest... But, but yeah. My biggest memory of being a kid reading these books is just having my finger in the place where I make every decision. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally. And just constantly ready to go back. It's like, Which is interesting because it's like, it is choose your own adventure, but it's really just like... It's not like you're... There's no, there's no stakes. You're not committed to anything. It really is just... Uh, bless you. It's really just a. It should be called like see what a variety of adventures are like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at a lot of endings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Stop so, it. Do we do it? Hatu. Is that thing? Did you guys all read these as kids? Uh, I read a couple yeah. that my um, classroom had, but I don't think I ever owned any. Mm. I don't you, remember. In... Go ahead, as. Like, well, I, just, I don't. I think the thing about it is, like, I don't remember actually. Like, none, none of these things really stuck in me. Like, I remember reading them, uh, but it's weird as an experience because it doesn't really stay with you exactly. You know, it kind of like all blurs together. It's like, oh, this is like enjoyable, but like it doesn't. It's not like it passes yeah, through you. I guess so. I'm yeah, I completely yeah? agree. I don't like, remember don't... any stories from reading these. Yeah, I mean, I the only I know thing I, read I remember is that one of them. I fell through a door into space forever. And I was like, this is the scariest thing I have ever read in my life. <laughs> I That's my favorite thing is how metal they are. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, that was, space like, forever. scary enough where, like, sensitive, like, nine-year-old Sarah was like, I'm not sure I enjoy this book series anymore. And probably stopped reading it. <laughs> I am going to return to James Bond, where I feel safe. Yeah, I'm going to return to this, like, hardcore sex and violence and 60s misogyny. That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that ages. Oh, badly! <laughs> Not so well? Badly. Uh, do you think that there's a, we uh, did in, in... Uh, like, a, a, when you're writing a book like this, that you don't want the paths to be super good? Because, like, what if you, like, make a really satisfying path that you're, like, you could just put the book down after you got to it. You know, like, if every story mm. was super, like, rich and satisfying when you got to an end, wouldn't, like, isn't them being kind of not great make rereading them sort of fun? Yeah, it makes it necessary yeah, to keep I mean, at it. It's like, you That's know, I was trying to think about, like, why these don't really stick with you, and it's because, obviously, a, you know, a handcrafted story is going to be better than a bu- something with a bunch of different, so much variety and things. But I wonder if they... Uh, yeah, there's no right. narrative development. Yeah. It's all plot, because they can't have any narrative Yeah, I wonder if there's a way to actually right. do, like, a really rich... I mean, I guess that would be, like, a really good video game story at this point, but I don't know if you could actually do it as a book, right? I mean, I'm sure you could. It would just be a longer book, or it would... I mean, I guess the one thing you could do is you could have, like, sort of three canonical paths that are really rich and good, and a lot of ways you yeah. could blow it and get off those paths. And as long as the decision tree 
had some logic to it where it was like if you make good decisions if you really think it out and make smart decisions you can well, go down this great path i think that it, could it's be weird readable as someone who plays a lot of video games i i f- sort of forgot how these books work where with like a lot of games that have like branchy narratives they do sort of like a figure eight narrative design when like the story gets real wide it can go in different directions but it usually ends back at the same point uh so it's like oh, that's the sort of the narrative shape of it. And I kind of thought that's how these books would go. But there's like a lot of choices. You just keep going down a path and it never circles back uh, to the other stories, which I forgot that they did. I mean, basically, yeah, you're, I think you're exactly right. This is basically just a video game done early and, and kind of cheaply. And so it doesn't have that much depth. But you could definitely, that figure eight type thing, you could do that. That was what I was expecting, too, was I was expecting there to be a decision where I would get back on the path that I had been on before. And that happens once, maybe, in both of these books, um, where you can, like, you go two two ways and then come back. That would be a way to save yourself a lot of writing, is if some of the choices were, like, detours and then you ended up on the same path again. But they don't do it that much. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's super interesting. I think what you're saying about making it a good one would be harder when you have to write a hundred of them in five years. Hey, they did that with Goosebumps, and they're all fucking great. <laughs> yeah, oh, those man. two stay with you more. Goosebumps just landed on, on the top of my list for doesn't oh, hold Goosebumps up. Goosebumps holds up. I mean, as don't go in thinking it's going to be like a masterpiece, like a good children's novel. Yeah, that's what they hold up. They, I think, tick those boxes still. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna read some for this podcast in the next six months. I've I've just decided that sounds Ooh, fun. I, I I definitely loved Goosebumps. What's okay? Really quick, what's the Goosebumps that has the, stuck with you the most? Sage and Die. Sage and Die. The yeah. Halloween pumpkin one, uh, where like the pumpkin head gets put on a I mask and a guy can't get it off and it becomes evil. Stuff like that has always really horrified me. Uh, Oh, oh yeah. interesting. For me, it was um, piano lessons can be murder. The one where there's like piano teachers who turn their students into ghosts and like their severed hands playing the pianos. Oh, I don't think I read because that one. That I, sounds awful. Well, I played piano. I took piano lessons, so I was like, yeah. I played. <laughs> uh, that was a good yeah. creepy one. It had well, wait, ghosts did, did, and wait, also did, severed hands. <laughs> did you get turned into a ghost ever? I'm drifting away. You can't see me. <laughs> Hard to say. Who knows? I can play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break there and do our meet. Thank our meet buddy. Today's episode is brought to you by all of our fabulous meat buddies who help uh, keep the show going, who support the show on a regular basis. Uh, we have a new meat buddy this month. It's Ian, spelled nothing like it sounds. Ooh. And uh, Ian uh, Ian is a former sponsor of the show and also a future sponsor. And so Ian has sponsored our episode next week, but also became a meat buddy in the waiting period before his episode came out, which is real kind oh of you, gosh. Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let me read a couple quick things from Ian. So first, I have a small weird request. If my donation gets mentioned in the show, I prefer Alex to not say floating down the tracks like a ghost train. I really liked the floating down the tracks line when it made when it was a non sequitur, and I hate that it's become uh, a more... You think you've tried to justify it. I prefer uh, that as a mixed yeah, metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Don't, right, don't retcon the ghost train. 
I was saying it as a mixed metaphor, and then someone else retconned it on the show, and it was like, oh, clearly you're a ghost train, and then that's why I started saying that, but... For this episode, we're just going to be mixed metaphors all to hell. Um, and then Ian also said, "You guys are you guys are worth the money. You're worth more money, but I do not have more money. Um, but if I ever save up a grand, you better call up Chris and Ezra because you guys are all going to be reading Fifty Shades. Oh God, I vomited in my mouth just typing this. <laughs> so yeah, that last Fifty Shades freed thousand dollars still on the table." Wow, I can't believe you guys haven't caved because you just are dying to know how the story ends. Mm. It's in the title. She's freed. It's great. <laughs> Everything is fine. I, she just leaves and lives a normal life and stops being abused by this man. Uh, no, I don't I don't want to know. In fact, I would almost pay $1,000 to not know, ever know. Oh, I think, no, I, a, here's the thing, Alex. I think you, you would have to pay, yeah. So you have to take the $1,000, but then I think refund it and give an extra 1000 to that person. Yeah, exactly. I'd have to, you have to give it to me out as, a, as a gesture of good faith, but you'll get it back dressed as 2000 because I don't want to do this. Oh, <laughs> so you'll pay $1,000 to anyone who wants you to read this. Man, that doesn't sound like a great business model now that you say it out loud. Uh, well, no, just, we, uh, but the thing is, Alex, with scale, it works out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Silicon Valley mindset that I've always loved about you. Um <laughs> Uh, so as you guys know, when we get a new meet buddy, we offer them pep talks and compliments. And Ian said, holy shit, I could use a pep talk and or compliments. I am not in a good place right now. He also mentioned that uh, my bank account got hacked recently, oh, and I no. also have an ear infection and a hurricane. Whoa. So let's use that, you guys, to try to... Uh, uh, let's see what we can do as far as a pep talk for someone who has a hacked bank account, an ear infection, and a hurricane. Although, in my experience, at least two of those are probably done by now. Wait, rub your ear on the hacker. <laughs> is that is that gonna work? I I mean, you could you could point the hurricane at the hacker yeah, as well. Yeah, throw the hacker in a hurricane. I mean, when you keep at saying point, hurricane, do you mean like the weather phenomenon or like the strong rum drink? Because if, because or, or yeah, Ian's or the in a bad place. He just he just drank a bunch of bunch yeah. of liquor in uh, New Orleans, and yeah, because I mean tipsy. a bank account, an ear infection, and a weather phenomenon—that's bad. But you know, an ear infection and a bank account, and then a, a strong drink—you know—that kind of takes the edge off. Things aren't looking so bad, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so Anthony's suggestion is drink. Or, or, or just, I guess, make turn your problems into problems that they sound like words yeah. that they sound like, yeah, but yeah, are yeah. not the same thing. Uh, do you mean ear infection, the 80s yeah. metal band? Because that's not <laughs> so bad. I got a cold and an Irish or curl. Or count the up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would suggest you turn your bank account hacking into the movie Hackers. Yeah, I would watch that. I think that'd be more fun. Anyway, could we, yeah, could we actually, I would like to have like an early, like early internet month. Oh yeah. So like we could also do like the Sandra Bullock movie. The right? net. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, Can I also suggest um, you've got mail for that one? Yeah, I was gonna oh, say yeah. you've got can, mail could go in there do, for uh, sure. Death.com. One of my favorite uh, bad internet movies. Sure. Um, I do not know anything about Death.com, oh, but yes. It's uh, one of my favorite things with that type of movie. Uh, it's really getting away from the pep talk, but is... Bef- 
No, this is what Ian needs right Before there now. was like a real kind of established what like web browsers look like, and when movie companies are like, we're not gonna pay Google for their web browser, have Steve make one up. Uh, <laughs> Death.com. <laughs> yeah, no, Steve. just like some intern Steve who's gonna make a fake internet uh, interface. Yeah. Uh, that movie has the wildest, like, it was someone they described what a web browser looked like, but had, could not have possibly ever seen one. Uh, I mean, that this sounds yeah, delightful, you movie, guys. But, yeah, real good fake internet in it. You've Got Mail is about, like, a uh, hotter Jeff Bezos, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Is, I mean, do you think Tom Hanks <laughs> is a hotter Jeff Be- Bezos? I mean, I think Jeff Bezos looks like a, a mole rat. So well, yeah, well, how do you feel about mole rats? I feel like they should put some goddamn clothes on. This is a public Alex, zoo. One, you know he's listening right now. And two, he has gotten swole <laughs> as fuck. You need to watch out with Jeff Bezos. I'm scared of him, honestly. You yeah. always say Benzos instead of Bezos, well, which I really enjoy. I don't respect the man enough to call him by his real name, you know? That's yeah. what I mean. It feels yeah. like a, an intentional disrespect yeah, to yeah, not look, learn his name. Yeah, look, Je- Jeff Benadryl, yeah. all right, needs to watch himself. <laughs> the point is, Ian. Uh, oh, also, it's fear, fear.com, not death.com, fear, oh, okay. it looks like. Um, fear.com, I'm into point it. Point is, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I got something. Just take your problems and pretend they're m- movies from the eighties. Uh, I have, okay. I have something sincere. Yeah. Oh, oh, good. Do it. I uh, listen, Ian. Stuff is really, really, really shitty sometimes, and that's very hard. And I think one of the hardest parts of adulthood is realizing that crazy things are going to happen and you just have to figure out a way to go through them. But the thing I can say after having a couple of like very eventful life years myself, very different situations, but you got to like ask for help when you need it. And that can either be just like having a friend like hug you and watch watching fear.com with you. Or that can be like, you know, talking to your folks and being like, do you have any advice like older people that I know and respect for like getting through these hard times? I have started to ask my parents for financial advice and it has really helped my life a lot. And I know it's hard and weird to feel like, I always feel like I can't ask for help as an adult, but like, don't be afraid to ask for help too. You got this, but it's also okay to like ask for support from people. Hmm. I mean, I like we're that. millennials. We're not supposed to have learned anything about adulthood, so feel free to ask. We're supposed to be dumb. <laughs> yeah, this is, we're yeah, the dumbest generation. Part. I don't know. If I, you've I, heard. I don't know how old Ian is, but yeah, I, you can always you can always be dumb. Um, I I got I guess a two parter. <laughs> um, a yeah. three parter. I guess if you if you can always be dumb is the first part. Um, so the first thing, like I I feel like I'm like going through like a like a, a crazy like. M- I don't know half shitty time as well uh you know it's like it's it's tough to have new kids uh and just like you know st- stuff sometimes sucks and the first thing i think you can do is just um like just recognize that it sucks and that you don't have to feel bad that it sucks i guess like that's just like oh yeah sometimes things are just gonna be really shitty and at least you don't have I, to pretend it doesn't suck yeah don't have to pretend it doesn't suck and you don't have to um uh feel bad that you're having a shitty time uh, I guess that, that'd be the first thing, where it's like at least that the the extra layer of it on top of it, like like so when whenever I, uh, a kid is born, uh, Sarah and me like make an agreement that we don't have to be happy for the next year, 
Uh, which is sad. <laughs> whenever a kid is born. You've done this twice, no, man. Yeah, like whenever it's, a kid it's... is born, full stop in the world. Yeah, oh, in... <laughs> yeah the, the, year, the clock just keeps on getting reset. Um, you hear a bell, and then you're like, I'm going to be sad for a year, Sarah. Deal with it. Not not sad, just you don't have to be happy. Um, and I think that's, yeah. like, sometimes the pressure to be happy, I think, is, is, is a lot for me. Uh, and so I think it's Yeah, nice there's this thing where that. people, when you, f- you feel bad, and then you feel guilty for feeling bad, and, like, yeah. why double down on it? You've already yeah, got a earthquake, an earthquake and a bad bank account. Like, it's, it's don't like also new- make... Yeah, you don't have to add a stack on. It's like basically it's like New Year's, you know. It's like just it's too much pressure to be happy. Like just just be miserable on New Year's. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the other part of it is um, this is, this is a, a, a thought I had like sort of like uh, last night, where it's basically so you kind of like picture yourself, I guess, at the end of your life. All right, and then picture you have this like really um, uh, specific technology that's been invented by then that allows you to travel back in time uh, into this moment that you're experiencing right now. Um, and I think if you're feeling it at this at that time, like sort of like, it would feel like kind of quaint, I guess, and kind of nostalgic, I guess, to 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 be living your life uh, just in all like the mundane bullshit of it, um, having been so far removed from it, you know, having not like you know seen uh, these people or uh, experienced, I guess, these things, you know, uh, for like 50 years. And like, I'm not saying that makes these things good, but just I think to have the idea that like, oh, there might be a time when I will miss this moment is kind of interesting and can, can be, uh, take the edge off a little bit. And also, <laughs> whenever you feel like someone might be watching you, that could be yourself from the future. Yeah, you don't know. Whenever you get that feeling like, oh, someone's here in the room and I can't see, it's you from the future Just time future traveling Ian. back and looking at your quaint like, situation. Hey, hey that, that, was a, that was the thing. Remember that time? I remember that time, Ian. Says other Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, I hope I didn't derail it? your your seriousness. I think no. that, uh, or I wanted to derail it slightly. I want, <laughs> <laughs> and and I did. Go me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hope that helps, Ian. Um, uh, we really do appreciate your support of the show, and um, yeah, I mean, this is like t- to the extent that we have powers to help. I hope that was like about the maximum, because mostly our powers are to do a sort of like freewheeling bumbling yeah, and podcast and also Ian like keep in perspective like banks are gonna work with you to make sure you get where you're back where you where you had taken from your back uh an ear infection's not gonna kill you a hurricane might so you no. know keep your eye keep your eye on the prize in terms of what's important of yeah. those three really yeah, focus, focus on the on hurricane the more immediate thing and then i'd say probably the bank account and then the ear infection uh in sort of order of operation uh but yeah sort of keep that perspective i do you i mean i haven't had my bank account hacked but i've had my credit cards hacked at least once a year for the last 10 years yeah I have to get a new credit card all the time. This is just wait. Just... What anniversary is that of your hacking then? <laughs> yeah, I, I went with the uh, leather, but it's just I wanted it to be a uh, always leather. Anniversary. Yeah, I think you get a earache for that actually. <laughs> the last time I had my bank account hacked, they were like, they called and they were like, "Look, we were re-, and they were reading the transactions back to me, and it was just like bakery, coffee shop, bakery, coffee shop, bakery, coffee shop, sporting goods store." And that was suspicious. Oh my god! <laughs> they were like, it just seems unlikely <laughs> that you all of a sudden spent five hundred dollars on Nikes. And I was like, I appreciate that. I definitely didn't. Can I get a new credit card so I can buy more coffee? <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, you'll be fine, Ian, with the with the bank at least. They will and, they will help you with yeah, that. The hurricane and if you're not is really okay, you don't have to be up, happy so. for a year also. So there's something. True. Yeah, you get to make that deal. Don't touch hurricane water. All right. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much for, for doing it, Ian. And thanks to everybody who uh, has helped uh, helped support our show by becoming Meat Buddy. You can become one by going to Redish, become slash Meat Buddies. And you get on, not only do you get one of these incredibly moving and life-altering uh, mini segments in the middle of a podcast, you also get to vote on which rock movies and which... Uh, uh, James Bond movies we watch in the next two months. So read your comments slash meet buddies. And we appreciate everybody who keeps us uh, floating down the tracks. Not just a, just a regular, regular just, just, train. Just like, unlike boat. anything. Yeah, just whatever it is. It's a, uh, it's, this is a boat know, it, on these tracks. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's so well, confusing, it's Ian. season. That's, so, you know, the water. The <laughs> no, water no, no, <laughs> no. No explanations. Bail. Bail. <laughs> <laughs> me buddies, 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 me buddies. All right, and now it's time for the second half. We're going to do a much shorter segment because it seems like none of us really like this book. Unless, Anthony, I don't think you've said anything, so are you going to pop up and defend Prisoner uh, of the I Ant mean, People? I, I think it started out very strong in terms of oh. the <laughs> audacity and world building. It's... <laughs> Oh my God! Well, here, let me let me explain. Let me explain. You gotta yeah. give them audacity. Yeah, here, here's the thing. This book opens with like you think you're in like a period piece, and then you're in like a hologram thing, and everything has the laziest first draft, first idea, best idea, name like convention to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. there's like a weird alien that I like that it described as like. They look exactly like humans, except they have four eyes, no nose, and no ears. But besides that, you be hoed pressed to tell the difference. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> and the other one is like a flesh robot. Yeah. That has a flesh robot, yeah. squishy hands. And I'll be honest, that was mm. the first moment where I was like, I might be out with this book. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fleshy hands? I, yeah, the squishy hands. He was I love a robot, fleshy hands. And he mm. clapped his squishy hands. Yeah, like, I, I didn't like... I didn't it's like it. World. It did remind me of... Have you ever read a uh, L. Ron Herbert science fiction novel? Uh, it has... No. It's very much we had to, written like that. It just, like... Like Elvon Herbert, you know, sort of always has always kind of come off to me as that dude. Just did a lot of coke and never did a second draft. Just really like, <laughs> just wrote real fast. Just got to get this shit out, and that's what the book has. Just like this, a hundred percent felt like a yeah. guy who had a deadline to write a like, hundred books. A really weird sci-fi book. Uh, so I did kind of like that, but it falls apart immediately because it's. Not interesting. Yes. Every every, every decision, decision sucks. But I did love the yeah I, insanity. So you set up. There's it's a world in which we have explored other planets, made contact with people from other planets or creatures from other planets, and science has has advanced enough where we can shrink ourselves. But the point of so and they have this like great conflict that's set up with this guy, but the whole narrative revolves around they have to get small enough to see what matter is really made of because this guy can disintegrate things like what that's such a weird yeah. extra leap 
That's even a better description of it than I would have been able to come up with. I was like, we have to shrink ourselves. For science. It could just uh, be for science. For science. It doesn't need to be. Because there's an emergency. Yeah. It could be for literally any other reason other than that Darth Vader is out there, but we're not going to talk about him. Like, it makes no sense at all. It was so God, it was weird. weird. And also, all the names were impossible to read, which I thought is rude to do to children. <laughs> oh, no, it's clipped off. Yeah, I was like, this is not... Let Give the children something they yeah. can sound out and learn and feel proud of. Like, this is rude. Well, I... Yeah, fl- yeah, learning how yeah. to say flipto won't really help us in life. There's, there's a lot of also <laughs> what the fuck flipto. God damn, Flip, <laughs> flipto was the worst, right? When Doxel was better, everyone agrees. No, they were all bad, and I was also bad in that book because I was the sassy Earthling who kept like making jokes, and everyone got mad. Yeah, oh, was there was uh, uh, in one point of this book, there's like a they give like a name of a like a ship or something. And they do it, and then they give the acronym for it, and it's just a nonsense word. And it's like, why would you, <laughs> why would you like, create a, a long name for something and then give it an acronym if the acronym's not going to spell something? Like, just don't give it the acronym I, at that point. What are you doing? I'll, I'll be honest. I do like acronym <laughs> jokes whenever they pop up, even if they're like, like I like them both ways. I like them where they don't make sense and where they do make sense. There's, I, I don't think I've ever seen an acronym joke I haven't liked. Wow, that's weird. You must love the Congress, then. Uh, huh. They're always making bills that are, like, weird names, and then they spell no, out, like... NASA is better at that, personally. NASA's pretty solid. NASA yeah, is yeah. really good at that. But, okay, so other... So, uh, a slightly deeper complaint um, about this story, which is that making good decisions does not help you. Ugh. And it's totally haphazard. And this song, I don't know, I don't think I noticed this in any way with the unicorn, but with this book, it definitely happened, which is that if you make different decisions, it completely changes what the other characters are. So, like, mm. in one decision tree, your best friend is secretly taken over by an ant person and has been, is like working for the other side the whole time. And if you take a different decision tree, he hasn't. But that's not. Because of your decision, it's just sort of like randomly he's not evil in this story. And there, like, there's no, then it feels like I'm not even like making decisions in a story. It means like I'm just reading 10 bad books. Well, I um, mean, it was. Yeah. yeah, there's no consistent reality. Was that actually supposed to be yeah. the case? Because I remember thinking that, uh, being like, is this a spoiler that he's like an ant in disguise that I know that's going to show up later since he hasn't betrayed me in this storyline? Uh, so I kind of use that as like, but and maybe no. it's like narrative context. Maybe like you're supposed to know that he's actually an alien, uh, ant, but he just hasn't betrayed you yet, you know? But in some of the worlds, the ants have been taken over by the evil power lord, and in some of them they haven't. Like, there is no narrative cons- consistency, and so it makes it feel like the decisions don't matter, and the story doesn't matter. It's really hard to care Can about Can I tell it. you guys what my experience was reading this book? Here's how little I engaged yes. with it. I like, I sh- I sh- shrank obviously, and we mm-hmm. we saw the ants and went in the crack in the wall and ended up in the cell. And I just like sat there and waited for a minute, and then f- Flipbook or whatever his name was popped up from the ground and was like, <laughs> and was like, I'm gonna make you guys big again. And then we got big again, and you're like, well, that was weird. Anyway, back to the experiment we were doing, and that was the end of the book. I maybe read five. <laughs> I maybe read five pages. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care for it. And I didn't try it's to not, run anything it, else. So I didn't really run into any of these other characters or things. So like what you guys are describing yeah. is also like did did the evil power lord 
ever show up. Yeah, I never met him. Did? At one okay. point, you sword fight the evil. Yeah, I was able to sword fight the evil power lord. Oh my god! Um, there's this there's this great moment that was so frustrating where there's just a table with three items. Well, first of all, there's one decision where it's like, do you want to go down the red hallway, the blue hallway, or the green hallway? Which, how do I make that decision? That's stupid. And then one blue. of the uh, blue. Yeah, don't go red. <laughs> Obviously blue. No, red actually was the good one. Oh, but anyway, you um. You end up at a table, and there's like three items on the table. A blank notebook, a sword, and a magnifying glass. And if you grab the blank notebook, it's like, this didn't help me. You get killed. And that's fair. But then, if, but like, and then I was like, sword, magnifying glass. Obviously, they're fucking ants, right? This would be a brilliant twist if it's like, you grab the magnifying glass, you burn the giant ants, and that's how you survive. And it turns out if you get the magnifying glass, it points a laser ray, and the ants are unaffected. What? What? Like, why would you write that? And then the sword is very effective. It's like, well, it's a boring book if it's like the thing you do is grab the sword during a sword fight. And then you grab the sword, and the sword, like, you can't hold the thing because, like, the handle's too sharp. So you drop it, and it magically stabs the evil power lord. Wait, I mean, the it's handle just is too the sharp? The craziest, stupidest thing. Yeah, the handle is, like, broken, and so it, like, oh. pokes you, and so you drop it, and then it's like, oh, but it magically floated oh, up I and stabbed the guy anyway. I really doesn't oh, so understand. Don't have to mm. Oh, I guess that could be it, so you don't feel, like, responsible for murdering the evil power lord. I want to Also, be I was 100%. I was so confident that there was going to be a twist where Evil Power Lord was his name, but he was actually trying to do good. But no. <laughs> he was committed. He was like, I'm here to destroy universes. That's what I do. I assumed I like, he I, was I just, the squishy uh, robot. Is he not the squishy robot? Not in any of the timelines I lived in, but you never know. <laughs> the weird chance. One of the things had been turned into a giant ant person. Also, it's called Prisoner of the Ant People, and they weren't ant people, they were ants. Yeah. That is you don't weird. have to add oh, the word people. The comma. Prisoner of the Ants, comma, people. <laughs> yeah, wake up, comma, people. Well, Alex, <laughs> what what is a person to you? Huh? You know, it's just like the, like a it's like Blade Runner all over again. If it's a giant ant that has yeah, a civilization, so. is it a person? You know? Uh, I, that's a good point. That must have been what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's bad. I, uh, I guess I should tell you guys how we settled on out of the 2000 Choose Your Own Adventure books, how I chose these two. And the answer is, uh, they were the cheapest ones on Amazon. I appreciate oh. that so much because you know what? You could, I, one for two. It's really very impressive. It's not, it's not bad. bad. Unicorn is one of the most famous ones and Ant People. I also liked that it was just the title. I was like. All right, you're going to make this work? Let's see it. Like, let's swing for the fences. And then they did not try to make it work. And so it it actually is, like, as bad as I kind of guessed from the cover. But then I thought, well, maybe if they're doing it in the series, it must actually be good. But it's not. Um, but I just I was, I was decided we each should have the actual physical books for this. So I wanted to Amazon everybody the books. And so I got the cheapest ones. Um, and, uh, yeah, it turns out you get what you pay for sometimes mm. with this yeah. amp thing. Yeah, it's it's not... Oh, well, is there a better title, I guess, that you guys could put for, on this book? Is that, like, what, what What would you call it that you feel like would, like, adjust your expectations, like, fairly? Honey, I Shrunk the Squishy Robot. Honey, I robots. Shrunk the Evil Power yeah. Lord. <laughs> nice, guys. Bye. <laughs> Simultaneous creation. Um, yeah, that would help a little. Um, or what if it was, like, if it was just called, like, 
The future makes no sense. Also, there are ants, comma, people. <laughs> How about, like, not Magic of the Not Unicorn? Because it's like, it's definitely uh. not that same book. It's not that book. Um, oh, you know what it should just be called? It should be called, like, do you want ants? Because this is how we get ants. <laughs> and then it's about shrinking yourself and fighting the evil power lord. And you're like, I didn't know that's how ants came. Yeah, but this, that's how you get this, ants. This is it. Um, okay. Do you got, here's the big question. Now, you read these, with these two books, does the series hold up? Does Choose Your Own Adventure hold up for you? You know what? I, I'm different. going to say a little bit yes. Because I mm-hmm. think... If, if you're trying to encourage your child to read, I think this is a really useful tool to have. Like, I kind of worry about that, specifically with New Child, the way because the way Anthony was describing it as being so much like a video game. And last week we played this oh, Dream dating Daddy? simulator that basically, Dream Daddy, which has all these decision trees and is basically like this, but a video game version. And I just wonder if, if you gave this book to a kid right now, would this make them read or would they just think this is a broken video game? Well, I think that depends on who the kid is. <laughs> yeah, like, right. if well, you get them early. But then you could just give them a good reading book. Wouldn't that be better? Yeah, but if, if it's... I, I think so. But, you know, there's, like, different styles of readers and kids who like different things. This could be one of many books yeah. that you give them to, like, have a discussion about <laughs> it. Okay, so also, I will admit, I'm a writer. So, like, in, yeah. encountering this as a kid was, like, interesting to me because it made me think about narrative structure. So totally. if you want to talk about like storytelling with your kids, I think this is an interesting thing too. I mean, it, did it make you want to write one or like? No, definitely it, not. Are you I have curious my about what it would be like to write this? And my own projects are like much more interesting to me. Thank you. <laughs> but also, I think I don't think I would be able to write a book like this. I don't think my mind follows logic in the way that you. I think you have to to like construct one of these books. Yeah. I I do think it's an impressive it like feat it- that way. It's an interesting writing challenge. Like, if Choose Co., the owner of the copyright for the Choose Your Own Adventure series, Not came Choose to... Not Choose Oh, Choose is a better... Yeah, it's a fancy, bubbly uh, company. Mm, delicious. Um, if Choose came to us, Ezra, and was like, here's 30 grand, will you write us a Choose Your Own Adventure book? I think it would be a fun challenge. I'd say, I'll do it for 20, but we won't do a good job. I want to <laughs> give back some of the money and lower expectations. Oh... Why don't we just take the 30 and say we're not going to do a good job? If they know our previous work. Well, how about this? All right, then, then they'll say, we'll do it for 50 and we won't do a good job. Yeah, that sounds better. Negotiate, man. Well, I was. <laughs> just the wrong way. <laughs> you don't know whose side I'm on, Alex. All right, Chuseka, we will do Ezra and I will write you a Choose Your Own Adventure book for uh, 20 grand that uh, will not be great. And I would say we should write it about mummies because that's our expertise. Uh, but yeah, we, I would we, definitely. I think this would be just a fun writing challenge if there was enough money in it. We did this in the writing house, Alex. Right? We did a choose your own adventure book. Yeah, there's like, uh, yeah, uh, we had sort of like it was like basically we had this uh, a reading thing uh, at one of the events, and like each of us took a section, I think, and we had branching things. But we always like basically always came back to the same point, and so everyone just like had like oh, a section. Oh yeah, we did the cheater version. Uh, but yeah. my my section never got chosen, so it didn't really matter. Do- Oh, that's so, so sorry. I don't. I know really ha- ha- half of all the work that was made for that thing was completely useless. Oh yeah, that's another problem with it. Think- oh jeez. Um, my actually, a choose your own adventure story real quick is that uh, for uh, Christmas last year, my wife wanted to buy me a new cologne, 
but like it's kind of an individualized process. It's, it's gonna be it could take some trial and error. So she bought a choose your own adventure book and then rewrote over it and called it Choose Cologne Adventure. Oh, that's pretty good. And then it was like, so we'll go to this store, and if we find, one, like, this was a recommended scent, and we'll try it. If we like it, then we'll turn to page three, and we'll buy a big one. And if not, we'll go to page 10, which is we'll go to this other store and try these two things. And she had, like, worked out all the, because there, there is a decision tree for it. And it was super fun and really adorable. All right. That's a good way to say it. That's a nice, that's a nice way to say, Alex, I wish you smelled different. Yeah, it's the nicest way to say that. Um, um, I, I, I love where we are. I love where we're going with this. I have to. I, I do have to get out though. At like yes, okay. So let's just 10. get. We, let's just wrap. We need to wrap too. So let's wrap with just a minor compliment. Everyone, has to say one nice thing about Prisoner of the Ant people, and that'll be the last thing we do for the show. So everybody, one compliment, reverse order. Anthony, you're up first. What is your only nice thing. Uh, this, of I the think, Ant would people. work for both of them, but I like the illustrations in both books quite a bit. They're, yeah. they're not, like, the most detailed or anything, but they add some color and pop, especially in the Ant book, because so much, it was such a weird science fiction thing that it was kind of nice to have a little visual guide for the dumb-looking aliens or do- the evil master plan. I, I- Actually, that yeah. is a perfect compliment for, like, to transition to one of my, I had two minor, uh, I guess, oh, this is my only one, this is my minor compliment, which is one of the illustrations, there's this storyline where you and the ant people go to space together in a really tiny spaceship. What? And, which, it doesn't make any sense, but the ants have space travel, obviously. But so you go to space, but you are tiny, and so that you have to go in the ants' spacesuit. And so there's a picture of you wearing what looks like a normal spacesuit, except it has extra arms that are just dangling by your sides unused. And that illustration made me laugh. Because, like, an ant has so many more arms than you, so if you're wearing an an ant's spaceship, you'd have extra armholes. That is cute. Would you put snacks in there, maybe? Would I put what? You just put snacks in the extra armholes, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's an available space in a spacesuit, you fill it with snacks, for sure. Yeah, that's the, so that's that's what NASA stands for, actually. So that's the NASA acronym. way, yeah. Um, never always snacks available. <laughs> you seemed really surprised as you were saying it, so that's why you got extra laughs. Well, the fact that snacks available worked. I, just, the, I started it because I knew the S could be snacks, but then I had no idea where I was going. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right, uh, Sarah. What's your minor compliment? I think that little pod that takes you to Greece sounds great. <laughs> the pod that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally <laughs> page, page one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't have a lot. To I don't choose, know, Sarah. Then. This is gonna. This is gonna be kind of sad for you, but um, it turns out I think you're more fun when you're mad. Oh man. Oh well. <laughs> We might have to bring you back to bad things after we, we let you do Princess Bride. Uh, but please still let me do uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah, you can still do Princess Bride. Uh, Ezra, minor compliment. Um, I got to read this on uh, on on the on the train uh, yesterday, and it's it's just nice, man. It's kind of nice to have like physical media. It's like you don't have to get distracted by anything else. And I think this is arguably like the. I've gotten I got the least number of stares I think from this thing that I because uh, I've like if anyone's been following me through the last like you know, several years on train rides I've like consumed some <laughs> right. weird stuff for you Alex um, and the odds are they have yeah oh yeah somebody's followed you Je- well Je- Jeff Bezos specifically 
Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bananas has been right behind you the whole train ride. <laughs> when there's only one set of footprints, Jeff Bananas is carrying me. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. So okay. um, I'm going to keep your compliment very brief. That's perfect. everybody that is it for our show thank you so much for listening uh, especially you jeff we'll be back again next week next week we're talking about the princess bride inconceivable <laughs> inconceivable <laughs> you guys i'm so excited uh we're it, we're gonna have to what's happening is we're gonna start uh the rocktober a week late because we have we are a little behind on spawn's timber so we have one last sponsor, sponsored episode Princess Bride. Maybe we'll even find a tie-in with rocks. There are rocks in that movie. Andre the um, yeah, a lot of boulder smashing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of climbing. boulders all over the place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Andre the giant woke with the <laughs> rock's dad. I mean, and family this. Yeah, what? This, basically you would say this movie revolves around rocks. So Princess Bride is next week. Thanks for Ian for becoming a meat buddy this week and sponsoring the episode next week. We really appreciate it. Um, I, stay on those hurricanes. I like the idea that we just like keep on pushing the month like basically we always lose like one week for everything and so like by the end of it like like the um like the rocktober will be entirely in like november like by you know, they, i was just noticing people do that with uh um uh other uh october things like uh the what, uh, what am i thinking of the drinking o- thing toberfest Oktoberfest, thank you. Um, Oktoberfest so hard is to, in to, September all the time now. People just do Oktoberfest whenever they want. Oh, man. It's crazy. It's like pumpkin spice lattes. Like, it is, exactly. It's like coming earlier and earlier. There's going to be no time when there's no pumpkin spice and not not Oktoberfest. Oh, pumpkin spice. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. I was trying not... Pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, fine. Just be where uh, you are. Can we it's have gross. A, can Get we have out of pump- here, pumpkin spice. Oh, oh no! Wait. Yes, I, I love Angry Sarah. Can we? Can we actually have? Can we have like a food? It. A food? A food week or month? Like we just like 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 we just review like pumpkin spice for a week. Uh, I'm into it. I don't know how that would work, but I, like I also it. want it to be deeper. But oh, also when you talked about the Detroit pizza, I like the idea of a pizza month because there's a lot of oh variations. God, yes. Oh yeah. See, I think you could if you so instead of pumpkin spice, if we did a pumpkin month. Or not month, week. But if we did a pumpkin week where we reviewed everything pumpkin we could find, uh, I don't, you that might die. be interesting. That's so much stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. But I, it would be. <laughs> I I've also thought always that we'd be fun to do an episode where we ha- or a month where we had to do a a movie and a food pairing. Mm. Uh, where it's like you all have to eat Skittles while you watch this, and we talk about the Skittles also. I was thinking about that for a does it hold up? Where it was like maybe we do some combination. Oh, like dinner do, and a like, movie. Like we, dinner in a movie, yeah. Except it would be like uh, Gushers and the Ring Pops. Wait, what was yours? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I said, I said Goosebumps and Ring Pops. What okay, if yeah. we actually watch old dinner in a movie and have to make uh, the recipe they made in that episode of the show? Oh my god, yeah. It'd be kind of fun. Oh man! All right, so many good ideas, you guys. Get on the uh, Facebook and Twitter and tell us which of these ideas that we've thrown out today are good and which are bad, because we never know. Um, <laughs> So, uh, also, you get to vote on topics by becoming a Meat Buddies. You can go to readership.com/slash Meat Buddies. Uh, and you can force us to do things. So, if we ever do a food month, you'll get to vote on what food we eat. And I like a food month. That's a great idea. 
Also, uh, thanks to Jake for sponsoring this episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, this was a fun one, Jake. It's really interesting. Uh, Ezra said he got a lot of he got fewer stares. I was very self-conscious <laughs> to read this in public um, because it's for children, uh, and I am big. So anyway, uh, but we really appreciate it. It's been fun. Uh, thanks for being here, Ezra Fox. Yep. Anthony yeah. Lopez. Great talking to you both. And Sarah Hathaway. She's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter and mm-hmm. the KFAB podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Guys, if you are not annoyed by me, you should come listen to KFAB. It's me and two other ladies talking about uh, wrestling through the lens of fashion, and we have a really fun time. Um, if you're not sure if you like us, at the very least, listen to the interview we did with Dave Schilling. It's really fun, and he's much smarter than we are about wrestling and answered all of our silly questions, so it was great. I think if you guys knew more about wrestling, I would like the show less. I think that's part of the fun for me, or most of the uh, fun for me, because I yeah, don't know anything about wrestling. We're trying not to learn as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it up. Uh, check out KFAB Podcast. Thanks for being here, Sarah. We'll talk to all three of you next week, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and you listeners, we'll talk to you next week as well. Goodbye. Pshh.